This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Wednesday, April 29th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins. I'm joined by my co-host, Matt DeWaskin. Matt, how's it going? Dylan, doing very well. Uh, we also have a special guest here on the podcast from Rotograph's own uh, The Sleeper in the Bus, Jason Collette, joining us for the first time. Jason, how's it going? Not bad, guys. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. You are officially the first uh, person from The Sleeper in the Bust to uh, join us here on Field of yeah. Streams. And, and you picked the worst daily fantasy guy of the three. Now, I can't. I'm better than Nino, but Paul's much better at this than I am. <laughs> well, we're hoping to get both of them in here. But, uh, but yeah, we, we dubbed The Sleeper in the Bust our sister podcast. Or a sibling podcast. Wait, come on, Dylan. Sorry, I keep saying sister podcast. Matt and sis, not sounds, a sister. It sounds like... Big brother? Big brother sibling podcast? Sibling podcast. Sibling podcast. Anyway. It's much better. Sibling works for me. Yes. Uh, here on the uh, Rotographs Audio Network with us. But um, yeah, glad to have you on. We're going to take some looks at uh, Wednesday the 29th, some options then, and then... Uh, if you'd like, you can join us in our Field of Streams contest, where we try and pick some streaming pitchers as well. Um, so yeah, to kick things off, uh, we'll let you go first, Jason. So for Wednesday, what do you like at a catcher? Anybody at catcher stick out to you? You know, it's there's a lot of day games. There's uh, five or six, so you figure you're going to have some second catcher types uh, uh-huh. coming off the night games uh, in that situation. I don't know if anybody really sticks out to me a catcher when I'm looking at the situation because you do have some pretty tough matchups in those day games. Yeah. If you're trying to be cheap on second catcher, you still got Garza, you've got Smiley, Pineda. I know Shane Green's had his issues, but I'm still behind him. Phil Hughes, Chris Sale. I mean, those are all the kind of guys. Dallas Keuchel, Andrew Kashner. Those are all the guys going in day games. So I'm kind of, especially if in, in those early ones, I, I think I'm just going to kind of either play an all day one or, or stick in the night ones. Yeah, because uh, those are some tough matchups early on. So I don't know if I've got a, a particular catcher that sticks out to me. Uh, if Russell Martin's playing tomorrow night, him against Rick Porcello, I think I'd take that one. Yeah, yeah, that's not a not a bad idea. Um, he's <sighs> Rick Porcello. A lot of these Boston guys, I'm like, they, they've got to be better than this, right? You'd think, but not so far. So. It's the Boston thing is the pitching. It is just freaking terrible. Yeah. They got blasted again tonight. And they yeah. can't get anybody into the fifth inning. So the good news is, it's like you almost like want to stack d- dudes against Boston because they're going to be facing relievers most of the game. Yeah, yeah, and they're taxed relievers too. So no, um, I'm noticing this this guy here pitching person saying Lorenzen. Do we know anything about him on Wednesday? Um, Michael Lorenzen in Cincinnati. I saw him in the fall league two years ago, I think, and they were trying to turn him into a starter and. This is from the Fall League two years ago, so it doesn't mean anything really, but he was having trouble then. Um, I haven't followed okay, so him since. Oh, he's got the Brewers. That's not the worst matchup in the world. Yeah, but uh, I don't... It's a soft landing. Um, yeah. Definitely a soft landing, but he is uh, not a guy that's going to miss too many bets. Yeah. Yeah, he, again, it's pretty anecdotal from my side. I saw him be bad for 20 innings or whatever in a weird league, but, um, yeah, I, I'm... <sighs> Again, you're like, oh, I might stack against him, but who do you stack from Milwaukee? The only bat left in Milwaukee I like is Adam Lind, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, and then who's he going to drive in? Um, it, it's remarkable how quickly they got they got bad. No um, depth. No depth. Yeah. yeah, none at all. As for catchers, I also I wrote down Derek Norris gets Dallas Keuchel, and Derek Norris likes to hit lefties, but Dallas Keuchel is just good, you know? 
Um, Wilson Ramos, same idea. Wilson Ramos likes it lefties, but he gets Alex Wood, who's left-handed, but he's pretty uh, good. You know, Alex Wood's terrible. You know, think is with Alex Wood. There, you know, you know, had the piece on on the main Fangraphs site today talking about it, and it's something I hit up over at Rotowire over the weekend. You know, his strikeout rate's way down. Uh-huh. It's like he's all of a sudden he's like, I'm just going to become a pitch to contact pitcher. And it would have been nice for him to let us know this for those of us who do weekly. <laughs> yeah. Mostly, you know, it would have been nice to know this ahead of time. Uh, same kind of thing with the Shane Green mode. Shane Green can get the two strikes. He just suddenly can't put anybody away. Yeah. Uh, but with, with Wood, it's just I want to watch him pitch because it's like, man, you were just nice last year. And now this year you're like, I don't want ground balls. I want strikeouts. Right, and he's kind of a guy that came from nowhere, you know? Well, not nowhere, but a lot of people didn't think he would be that good, and then he mm-hmm. was, and so it hopefully it didn't disappear on him, you know? Um, but yeah, so Wilson Ramos is interesting, but both those guys get tough lefties. Um, I also wrote Mike Zanino gets Wandy Rodriguez. Mike Zanino likes to hit lefties, but this year he doesn't like to hit anything so far. No. Oh. I have been... Go ahead, Street. Matt, sorry. No. He, I just, yeah, I, I, I believe in him to get better, but haven't really seen it yet. But don't, don't yeah. believe in him. I am no? his, I am his biggest, biggest uh, critic. Not Mike a Zanino guy, huh? Anything? No, he can't hit non-fastballs. The yeah. numbers back it up. He is terrible. So, like for me, for a guy like Wandy, who likes to spin a lot of junk up. This is one I wouldn't take advantage of. Yeah. Unless you know, Wandy somehow says, ah, I'm going to try to sneak a fastball by him. I right. wouldn't. I, if, if I were a manager and I had pitchers throwing fastballs at Mike Zanino, I would find them $500 a fastball. <laughs> Just anything <laughs> off speed. Well, that's a, that's a good insight. Yeah. Matt, did you have anybody at catcher that you really liked for tomorrow? Honestly, I, I really like the White Sox stack. I wouldn't go with Tyler Flowers against Chris Tillman, but I'd be tempted. Yeah. Um, yeah, Chris Tillman is a fine pitcher, but not anybody to avoid. That's for yeah. sure. No, he's been terrible this year. He's yeah, and he's been equal 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 opportunity terrible. He's got like a 900 OPS versus both sides of the plate this year. Yeah, that's you know Tyler Flowers is not inspiring, but no. it won't cost you much, you know. And it no. sounds like cheap option might be in order for tomorrow. Um, yeah. How about first base, Matt? Anybody at first base stick out to you tomorrow? I already mentioned Adam <laughs> Lind. First, Adam, yeah, this is, would be a great day for Adam Lynn. Um, I would have no problem paying, paying full price for Jose Abreu. I'd have, have no problem paying full price for E5. Uh, other full price options. Uh, I wrote Joey Votto against Matt Garza. Matt Garza's yeah, fine, but not too that. much for Joey Votto, um, in terms of expensive guys. I'm kind of excited to, to, to bet against Ryan Vogelsong in the late game. So yeah. I'll be fine with Adrian Gonzalez. Yeah. That's where I was going to go. I, I had no problem paying full price for Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, he's cooled down relatively to how he started, yeah. but he certainly hasn't gone cold, you know? And uh, Vogelsong is not that... I don't know. I'm not worried about him at all. I mean, you're looking at some of the other first basemen, uh, some of the bad pitching matchups to try to exploit. It's like, okay, Porcello's hit and miss, but nobody... Yeah, we already mentioned. I'm sorry, but if we go Dicky route, you know, Dicky route's been Dicky's been hit or miss. So, mm-hmm. you know, but so of every Boston first baseman. So that's the that's out. Yeah, and then yeah. you look at uh, you know Wadi Rodriguez. That's Logan Morrison. No thanks. Pass on that. Yeah. So you try to look at bad pitching, and you mentioned I think Lynn's the best option here because he's got the rookie who doesn't have a lot of swing and miss in this game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually wrote down not position specific, but I wrote down you know we get Dicky against. Porcello, which is a good lineup or a good matchup for hitters, but 
they're both right-handed and they're both facing uh, righty-heavy lineups, you know. And I kind of look for the step one uh, platoon splits. And I mean, there's a lot of good Red Sox hitters, but I don't know. It's it's hard to pick one that sticks out to you without the platoon advantage. You got to look deeper. Uh, Dylan, sure. from now on, when we talk about platoon advantage, we're going to call it a Mike Avila's special. Yes, yes. <laughs> Matt's very proud because he suggested uh, his boy Mike Aviles the other day against the lefty, and Aviles indeed delivered. Yes, against the lefty too. Yeah, yeah, he did exactly what he hoped he would do. And uh, same for Tuesday. Yeah. Um, Brad Johnson liked Ricky Weeks, and Ricky Weeks did what he needed to do and hit a home run off That's Detweiler. Yeah, those cheap guys that only play against lefties or hit lefties uh, can pay off for sure. Um, yeah, so Jason, you like Adrian Gonzalez. I also wrote... Um, Justin Morneau gets Cole Mentor. I mean, I realize he's on the road, but Arizona's not exactly a tough place to hit. Lucas Duda gets Matt Latos. I don't know what's up with Matt Latos. Other than he's not throwing as hard and not being very good, and Lucas Duda's being great. So, um, he's not cheap, but he's not a top-tier option, but I wouldn't have a problem with that either. Um, anybody yes, else? I mean, Latos has, looked a little, Latos has looked a little better. I mean, the numbers early on were horrendous. I mean, the right. first start couldn't look them, any but... worse. I mean, quality start last time out, near quality start the one before that, uh, and he's only pitched within the division. He's still going to do it. He's going to stick within it again here, obviously. So he's looking a little better. He's not walking anyone. So, I mean, that that looks like a decent matchup, even if I don't know what Latos' salary is uh-huh. in some of these matchups, but I wouldn't be as long as he's not pitching against uh, David Murphy, yeah. Daniel Murphy, rather, who's just killing the ball lately. Yeah, uh, Latos isn't a bad guy to take advantage of. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Um, how about second base for you guys? You just mentioned, you know, Daniel Murphy gets Latos. I wrote that name down because he's showing signs of life, you know. Um, I also wrote, again, we just mentioned him, Ricky Weeks uh, gets another lefty in Texas. He gets Wandy Rodriguez, who we've mentioned I used to love Wandy Rodriguez, but now it's a guy you would pick against. And if no reason Ricky Weeks shouldn't get another start, you know. Um, but those are the only ones that really stuck out for me at second base. Did either of you have anything else that really got your attention? Can we can we joke and say the 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 five RBI machine that is Dan Ugla who went sure. three for five with five runs driven in Didn't beating he, uh... the team that signs his paychecks? That's the best part about it. Oh yeah, and uh, I thought I saw just a tweet that said triples in back to back games too. Yeah, triples in back to back games drives <laughs> in five today. He's facing Wood. Uh, yeah. so, he's facing Wood tomorrow. Uh, and you, you want to go for the cheap somewhere? Why not? Write a hot hand. Why not? Yeah. Um. To me, you know, and there's a lot of theories about hot streaks and cold streaks. I don't know if I buy a hot streaks other than it says, oh, this guy's healthy and he's fine. And that's how I feel about cold streaks. I think cold streaks can be a thing that can be health related, you know, but he's clearly doing just fine now. You know, uh, he would be a cheap option for sure. And without anything else really sticking out, why not? You know, and like you said, against this former team. Yeah, this isn't fantasy related, but with all this Josh Hamilton stuff going on, I think it's exciting that... Not only is he within the same division against his former employer now, and there's going to be some uh, grudge match stuff going on, but he also, uh, Buster only tweeted that they end the season facing each other, which could be really oh, interesting. And don't too. forget, they paid 90% of his paycheck. Oh, yeah. You know, they, they, they're still paying him. Nationals are paying him league minimum because the Braves are picking up everything. That's, that's what I that's, love this story. That's fun for me. It's like when Mike Napoli got sent out of uh, Anaheim for Vernon Wells and Toronto turned around and put him right back in the division against him. It was great. Yep. It was wonderful. That was fun for me. Um, yeah, so Dan Ungla, that's a that's a good, interesting guy for tomorrow. 
he'll definitely be cheap enough to be worth uh, worth attention. Anybody else stick out to you guys at second base? It's, it's kind of a tough day. Would you Pedroia against Dickey? I, I don't think I would. Um, I don't have a huge problem with it. You know, it's not a slam dunk, but... The Devin Travis character against Porky? I've liked Devin Travis a lot. You know, I don't know that Nobody he'll stay this good. Nobody can get that guy good. out right now. That yeah, I don't know. crazy good. He won't stay this good, but he's... He, they, they, he won the job because he can hit. He's not a glove right. guy. He's a bat guy. And so it's not shocking that he's hitting. But I don't know if he'll stay like this. But but yeah, I like Devin Travis. Um, I don't know how many people are are trying to do this in the cheap still. The whole Micah Johnson experience, you know. I, I last time I, I checked, was. he didn't have he didn't have fifty stolen bases yet. Yeah. But tomorrow would definitely not be a day because Chris Tillman doesn't allow stolen bases. Yeah. He's no, amazing yeah. at controlling the running game. Yeah. I was just about to throw out Micah Johnson actually, and and, and say say stay, as, him as a stay away just because of that reason. Nice, nice job, Jason. Yeah, that's a that's a good call. He's a guy I'm still holding a little bit of hope on. Especially at the buy low price, but there's nobody else. I mean, there's nobody behind him. Yeah. But yeah, everybody thought he'd have ten steals by now. I think he's two for four. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing. Would tell me you just you don't you don't take bases on him. Yeah. Um. How about third base? I have one big name. I'm actually really excited about. Um, okay. Who's your big name? Alex Rodriguez gets Drew Smiley. <laughs> Why are you scoffing? Like A Rod's showing the power and um, showing some patience. He's striking out. Um, but he's clearly some left in the tank. He had that huge home run. I mean, Drew Smiley's a good pitcher. Um, Jason, I know you follow the Rays a lot. Are you a Rays fan? I always see you tweeting about them. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah. I, I grew up an Astros fan, moved to Florida, was uh, orphaned from baseball because there was no Major League Baseball when I moved to Florida, so I'm dating uh-huh. myself a little bit here. And then I did not take the Marlins on because I'm like, no, they're a National League team and the Astros are a National League team. Sure. So when the Rays came along, I was like, oh, I'll start following them. Sure. And I, I've stuck with them. And got to see them get good. Yes. Yes. I had, see, I had to put through a lot of bad, though. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, what do you think about Drew Smiley? Uh, I like him a lot. I, I like him a lot. a lot overall. Are you worried and, about uh, him in Yankee Stadium at all? No, no, I'm not really. I mean, he does a good job of changing eye levels, keeping it up and down. I mean, he can he can pitch to the big part of the park and make guys earn the home runs and uh-huh. instead of the cheapies. I mean, he doesn't give up a lot of oppo stuff. So, and he's really tough on the lefties. So, I I, I wouldn't hesitate to go with him tomorrow if you're looking at something. Obviously, there's some better matchups to to take advantage of tomorrow. I mean, like I would pay every dime, even a pre uh, you know a, a tax. On the Felix Hernandez versus the Rangers start tomorrow, sure. but you know the the Drew Smiley. I mean, look what Jay Happ did to the Rangers tonight. Oh, I'm, yeah. I'm bitter because I benched Jay Happ in my other league. I needed to move somebody in. I'm like, he's not striking out anybody right now. Screw it, I'll bench him. And he strikes out nine tonight. Uh, but yeah, I, Smiley's a guy that I I'm, I'm pretty big on tomorrow and uh, overall. Yeah, Matt and I uh, picked him for the contest. Matt, to his credit, in on him before I am. Loves him more than I do, but. The Rangers are just, you know, and tonight they're out Mitch, without Mitch Moreland and without Shinsu Chu. Not that he's doing much, but yeah, they're they're quickly becoming a stream against team, you know. So you like Drew Smiley, and so maybe it's not the best matchup for him. But do you like a Rod, like if he's facing a lefty, which he is, is a tough lefty. But yeah, I do because I, I mean I don't remember what his price is right now, but he looks good. I. I've probably seen seven or eight games of him, uh-huh. and the swing looks good for now. And I, I, you know, in the daily thing like this, I would keep riding him. Uh, right. I have my concerns about him 
holding up over the course of a season just because of all the time he had off last year. Uh-huh. I don't care what you do to keep yourself in shape. It's not baseball shape. Yeah. And I do have my concerns with him long term, but short term, and no problem. Yep. Yeah. So he's the one that stuck out to me, even though that's a tough matchup. Um, Matt, any other third baseman stick out to you tomorrow? Uh, third baseman stick out to me. I, yeah, Panda. Yeah. I can I see that. I think it's one of the more obvious plays, honestly. I, I like him a lot against Ari Dickey. Yeah, uh, a guy that makes plenty of contact, you know, could probably be helpful. Um, you had mentioned against the knuckleballer, dude. Yeah, yeah, that, I like that too. Again, I it's I could see him scoring plenty of runs against Dickey, but it's hard to figure out who's gonna do it just because it's such a right-handed lineup. But uh, Panda's a pretty good pick. I like that yes. too. I, I I believe in the Panda. Um, see, other guys you can talk me into. You can. Probably talk me into Aramis Ramirez against this Lorenzen character. Yeah. Ooh, did you I, see the bomb he hit today? Oh, yeah. I did not, but... Oh, it landed in the upper deck in Cincy. It was absolutely destroyed off Cueto. Yeah. Still I, got it. He's, a, he's another guy I still believe in, you know, especially in DFS like this. You know, Aramis might not keep it up all year. You know, it's just getting up there in age, but if he's in the lineup, you know, I like him. Um, here's one. Here's my third baseman that I like in the situation, Mike sure. Moustakas. And I okay. know he's facing Danny Salazar, but uh-huh. the Royals are very good at making contact. This uh-huh. is not a very good Danny Salazar matchup. Uh-huh. And Salazar's been hot. He's got a lot of swing and miss, but the Royals do not swing and miss a lot. Yeah. And Moustakas has looked really good at the plate. Yeah. Not 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 like his cactus league good and then goes into April and sucks like he normally does. Yeah. It's like whatever he normally does in Arizona came with him to Kansas City this time around. But he's looked good at the plate using all fields, and, and that's not a matchup I'd run away from. Cool. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Salazar's been awesome, but the, yeah, you're right. The Royals do not strike out. Um, I like that. And then shortstop is a position that's giving me trouble all year in DFS. Uh, it's it's kind of the black hole for me. Who's left at shortstop? Everybody's hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I keep like I wrote one name and it's Ian Desmond. But the problem is I kinda like Ian Desmond, but he hasn't done a lot yet and he's expensive. You know, you're paying full price for a guy that's just I I don't know. I'm having a hard time with that so far. And other than that, it, it feels like catcher tomorrow where you just might need to go cheap. Um any shortstops to catch you for Wednesday? It's it's a tough one. Yeah, I'm I'm digging real deep here. I ooh, let's see what we got. Yeah, this is gonna be a tough. This is a tough sled. I mean, you can you can easily just go against these uh these bad pitchers like Gene Segura against Lorenzen I, and just hope he starts I running. Actually, the, the the one the one that really tempts me is is, is Alexei Ramirez versus Chris Tillman. Yeah, Alexei. Like for Alexei. Yeah, yeah Alexei's always kind of cheap, you know. Um, it's it's tough. It's tough. I wish I had better advice. I mean, uh, going on the cheaper route, like you said, uh, Adani Echeverria going against Bartolo Colon, a strike thrower versus a guy that makes a lot of contact. Yeah. I know, you know, he had that that stretch of games last week in its Philly and Nationals where he was putting up multi hits game left mm-hmm. and right, and then this week hasn't done anything yet. But Colon fills the strike zone. This guy makes a lot of contact. You know, maybe steals a couple of hits. Right. I don't, you know, I don't see a stolen base. I don't really foresee a home run, but possibly a couple of hits on the cheap. Right. Cross your fingers for some, uh, Babbitt luck going your way, basically. Uh, that's a guy that could do it, could put it in play. But yeah, it's admittedly a tough day for shortstop, for sure. And then outfield always has a ton of options. And, uh, yeah, I have a long list of names, but Jason, who stuck out to you most in the outfield? 
this is going back to the Tillman thing. I'm almost ready to stack up on Cabrera and Eaton at the top of that lineup just mm-hmm. because of the issues Tillman's had against lefties. Yeah, Matt mentioned how he's been an equal opportunity offender against righties and lefties, but typically it, Tillman's been really good against lefties. You look at last year, held him to a 249 average, uh, you know, a 363 slug this year, 345 and 517 on those same metrics. Uh, not swinging, not getting strikeouts against lefties, walking as many as he's striking out. I, to me, I'd load up both those guys. If they're both in a lineup, I'm going to play both of them. Yep, yep, that sounds like a good way. Hopefully they can score plenty of runs there at the top of that lineup. Matt, uh, as a White Sox fan, are you hopefully on board, or does your uh, pessimism kind of sway you away? No, no, I'd, I'd be on board with that. Why not? Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you find reasons to be really unhappy <laughs> with the White Sox. Uh, well, I, I, oh, yeah, but I... I, I They've got one of their. It's either Sale or Samarja pitching tomorrow. I'm not sure. I it's can't remember Sale. Yeah. So, uh, ESPN claimed Sale, but I heard Samarja earlier. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm always optimistic when, when we have one of those two guys on the hill. Um, yeah. See, uh, other outfield options. Honestly, I'm, I'd be looking really hard at that that Boston Toronto game. I really. I, I don't like Porky. I don't like Dickey that much. I think there's gonna be a lot of runs scored there again. Mm-hmm. Um, other places. I. Could, could you t- could you could you stack against Phil Hughes? I was just going to say, J.D. Martinez versus Phil yeah. Hughes seems really nice. Yeah. I, I, I would have to agree there. I like Phil Hughes fine, but I don't think he's the kind of guy that you have to stay away from, you know, right now. Um, I wrote down, again, they like to hit lefties. It's a tough lefty, but that whole Padres outfield gets uh, gets Keichel, you know, and I like Dallas Keichel a lot. I like him as much as anybody, and they like to hit. They like to hit lefties, though. So, I don't know. That's always a little bit interesting to me, but it's kind of hard to bet against him. Um, the expensive one that might be worth his money, but the expensive one tomorrow is Nelson Cruz gets Wandy Rodriguez. And they'll probably make you pay full price for him, but it's as good of a matchup as you can ask for, really. Going back to True. Texas and getting a bad uh, lefty. And if you want the cheap option, we talked about him um, for Tuesday. Uh, Justin Ruggiano also gets Wandy, and he likes to hit lefties, and he's always flashed some power and speed and never quite lived up to it, but could be cheap. Because he's faced too many righties. He, yeah. he is supposed to be a straight... He let off against the righty two nights ago. Yeah. I was like, what? Uh, and, and along that same line, Chris Young going against Drew Smiley. Chris Young hits lefties well, Yeah, and uh, he's been hitting righties well this season, too, but if you're looking for a cheap ad in the outfield, Chris Young... Because uh-huh. when you look, there aren't... Usually when I'm trying to go cheap, I usually look for... The, the guys that the lefty masters going up against lefties and yeah, Alex Wood and Drew Smiley and Wandy. Yeah, there aren't that many lefties going tomorrow. Yeah. So, you know, Chris Young with Chris Young and Justin Ruggiano definitely fit that mold mm-hmm. uh, of part time guy going against the lefties with some upside. Yep. Um, not a part time guy, but Jason Worth also gets Alex Wood and Jason Worth loves to hit lefties. You know, a bunch mm-hmm. of those national guys, uh, could do all right. Um, I also have, I mean, Jason, what do you think of Anthony goes? He's been good so far. He's at the top of that lineup, but he strikes out all the time. Like he, I get the feeling he's just going to cool off really hard. Are you in on goes? Are you worried about him? Uh, I honestly, I think he's a fourth outfielder. I, and you know, you mentioned Arizona League. I got to interview him down on the field a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. One of the nicest dudes I've ever talked to out there. Sure. Uh, very self-aware of his limitations. Yeah. Uh, he, he basically because this was the year after he got caught stealing like twenty-five times in the minor leagues, and yeah. we talked to him about. It. He's like, "Yeah, I sucked." 
Uh, and I need to work <laughs> on my hitting because right now I'm sucking at hitting too. Yeah. And he said he had altered his stance, but I've never really seen him as a hitter. I think he's a tremendous defensive outfield talent uh-huh. with that throwing arm when he covers his range. I, this is not an everyday player. There is just too much swing and miss in his game. Uh, yeah. And this, I, I, I see him there and I know every now and then he has a big game. I just, this is the guy that I don't want a, a part of because there's just too much risk in it. Yep. Yeah, strikes out a lot. You know, the Babup's going his way right now, but I don't, you know, he's leading off for the Tigers now. Is he leading off for the Tigers on June 1st? Maybe not. You know, yeah, see the Rays and Tim Beckham right now. You look at his numbers, you're like, wow. And then you look at the game tonight against the Yankees where they just fed, and even yesterday, steady diet of breaking balls, uh-huh. and he's not doing anything with them. So yeah. it's like, all of a sudden, like, all right, kid, you've seen enough fastballs. Here comes Uncle Charlie. Say hi. Yeah, basically. Um, I also like, again, I mentioned before, some of these Rockies in Arizona against Josh Colmenter. Josh Colmenter is not overpowering, and it's, it's not fun to play for Rockies on the road. You feel like you're not getting the, the full thing, but it's not like they can't hit in Arizona, you know. I think they can do just fine in the desert. Um, so I like Charlie Blackman, and Carlos Gonzalez's price has just plummeted, and I realize he's not playing that well, but he has too much potential to, to be as cheap as he is, at least in my opinion. You know, um, if you can get him as kind of a mid-price guy, he has the potential to just go off in real big games, you know, either with power or with speed, especially in that lineup. So I like Carlos Gonzalez still. Um, I mean, ask me in a month if he's still hitting this badly. I might have given up a little bit more, but right now I'm still on board. You knocked Archie Bradley out tonight. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we were hoping that Archie Bradley's okay. Took a, took a ball to the face, but got Ooh. up and walked off, which is good. It's going to have a sweet, sweet bruise, at least. Um, hopefully nothing more serious than that. But yeah, I think uh, Cario can still hit, you know. And then Cole Calhoun gets Jesse Hahn. I like Jesse Hahn, but he just... Where did all the strikeouts go, Jason? What happened to Jason? <laughs> What's that? Blister. Oh, he that's had the true. blister issue. That was part of the issue. So I think he, that he's going to work his way back from that. Uh, you know, so He's got that great breaking ball, right. and, and I like the fastball, but the, the blister issue, I think, held him back. I don't like this matchup. I agree. I call. I think Calhoun's a nice grab uh, yeah. for this. I don't like this matchup for Han, and I have two shares of him. Yeah, I love Cole Calhoun. And I like Jesse Han. I'm just like, turn it around, you know. Um, and then real quick, let's uh, look at some pitchers. All right, Dylan, yeah. before we move on from out here, I got, I got, again, Matt's two super cheap options. Yes, I like your super cheap options. Okay. Again, th- these are in the same vein as, you know, the Mike Avilas, Jerry Sands picks. Yes. I'm, I'm looking at the Mariners outfield. Uh-huh. There are two guys I'm, I'm, I, I would target here. Past Justin Ruggiano? Justin Ruggiano, absolutely. And I'd also target Ajax, Austin Jackson. Yeah, he likes to hit lefties. Yes, he does. Yeah. yeah. He, he, actually, he's not that big of a platoon split, surprisingly, but he's been solid against lefties. I, I like, I like the, uh, the Wayrod matchup for Austin Jackson and Jay Ruggs, Justin Ruggiano. Yeah. Those are both fine, and it wouldn't be surprising for the Mariners to put up some runs in Texas. Nope. Yeah. One more I have. Yeah, I don't know what the price is uh, Price is on him, mm-hmm. but Nick Markakis against Jordan Zimmerman. Zimmerman has not been good this year. The mm-hmm. strikeout rate is way down, yeah. and Markakis is another guy that makes a lot of contact. Yeah. And we're talking about a guy that's, uh, you know, rough count. I'm counting eight or nine multi-hit games this month. Yeah, yeah he's not hitting with power. He hasn't driven a run in since April 13th. 
but he's getting on base. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's getting multi hits in games and scoring some runs. Right. And those RBIs, you know, you can't really predict those. Those can come and go, you know. He hasn't had a home run or a run driven in since April 13th. That's that's frustrating. <laughs> but... Well, that's that's being an NL leadoff hitter because you've got stupid pitchers hitting in front of you. Yeah. But I digress. Yes. That's all that's a whole thing that is <laughs> I wouldn't say it's not fit for this podcast, but that's a whole thing. Oh, I could turn it into an entire podcast episode. <laughs> I, I believe it. Some people have very strong opinions, and I get that. Um, all right, let's look at some of these pitchers. There's a lot of good pitchers, obviously, going, but who do you think is good uh, for their price? Um, we talked about, like, like Danny Salazar has been awesome, but the Royals are maybe not a good matchup for him. No, that's, that's what I would avoid. Yeah. Um, and, and can Jordano Ventura make it through five innings? Because he has yet... <laughs> He has yet to be removed by his manager. Right. Yeah. He's been a fighter and injury that's knocked that dude out. It's hard to bet on him early right now. Got to see I want nothing. From him. I, I want nothing but bad things to happen to him. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. he's an unpopular guy right now. I'm Matt, sorry. I assume you like Chris Sale at the Orioles, or if he goes, if it's not Samarja, um, either of them are are interesting. But my one that stuck out to me. Uh, at first, is Andrew Kashner against the Astros? Oh yeah, yeah. If I were doing like like an early game, like you know, play it like uh, in, in, in early part of the schedule game, uh-huh. I would absolutely stack Green and uh, Shane Green and Andrew Kashner as, as my two pitchers. I don't care what the price is. Yeah, yeah. You like Shane Green at the Twins too? Oh yeah. The Twins are a team that can't score, and the Astros are a team that just strikes out a bunch. And both those things are good for your pitchers that you're. Uh, streaming against them, so I like both of those as well. The Pineda matchup against Tampa Bay is really nice as well. Yeah. You, you, as you painfully know, the Rays are not hitting very much. Not, not off-speed. Well, I mean, it, it's, it's a lineup that's still without, you know, Nick Franklin's on the disabled list, who was supposed to be the opening day second baseman. John Jaso is now going to be out until June right? Uh, with the worst day-to-day wrist injury in the history of the game. Yeah. Desmond <laughs> Jennings has been out with bursitis in his knee, the same thing that plagued him uh, at the end of last season, so there's three regulars out of the lineup right there, and two of which are the on-base monsters. A little tough to score runs when you can't get on base. Yep. Uh, so, you know, the, and the other issue is right now against the Yankees, they are this season. I think it's two for thirty-eight with runners in scoring position. Yeah, it's hard. I'd to argue score. the three of us could do two for thirty-eight against major league pitching. <laughs> it's hard to uh, score runs when you're stranding that many guys for sure. So yeah, Pineda. If I was going, if I had one guy to take outside of the Felix again, I'd said I'd pay that premium price. I'm going to go buy Pineda too. Jason, I assume you like Carlos Martinez. He gets the Phillies. Yeah, I like anybody gets the Phillies. Yeah. Uh, it, it, Are you a Carlos Martinez I, I tell guy? You, Carlos Martinez. I've been a little cool on him uh, coming into the season because he had those drastic splits, and I, I was advocating. Set him to the minor leagues, let him work on his changeup consistently, but then everybody else got hurt and they had no option. So they, they put him in, and what I've seen of his changeup, it's flashed really nice. I mean, yep. it's not consistent. He does still have some issues with it, but I've seen some really good changeups that I didn't think I'd see from him. So I yep. do like Carlos Martinez. Uh, again, I'd try anybody against the Phillies. That team doesn't score either. They're like the NL version of the Twins. Yep. Uh, but I have been impressed with what I've seen with Martinez. He hasn't turned the full corner, but he's better than I thought he would be. Yep. And as you mentioned, if you can find a way to afford it, find a way to build a cheap lineup around him, Felix Hernandez in Texas against the Rangers, I mean, I can't guarantee he's going to be worth what you pay, but the, the floor is pretty high. The floor is pretty high there. That's what, you, that's what you buy Felix Hernandez and put Chris Young and Justin Ruggiano in yeah. your outfield. Ricky Weeks, you know. Yeah. Austin yeah. Jackson. 
build a whole lineup like that. That that would be an interesting play to go just Felix and Scrubs. King yeah. of court. Yep. Yep. And then Zach Granke gets the Giants. I like Zach Granke. That I don't know, that's a great matchup, but it's not a scary one at all. If you wanted mm-hmm. to pick him, I wouldn't have a problem with that. Okay, so there's a whole lot of options there for Wednesday. There's a lot of interesting stuff going on. Um, Jason, thanks for helping us break that down. We're going to now talk about our uh, Fill the Streams contest. Going to make some picks yep. for Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Matt and I already picked for Wednesday, and Matt had Mike Leak, and Mike Leak got bumped. So Matt gets to make a new pick for Wednesday. I yeah. want to know if he's going to be a crazy, crazy person along with me, because I went on record buying into the Voodoo Magic. I went with Aaron Harang. Uh, Jason, yeah. how terrible of an idea is Aaron Harang in Mr. St. Louis? Mr. Quality Start, man. That yeah. dude has got more quality starts than Clayton Kershaw since the start of last season. Yeah. And, and he... there's only three guys, uh, something like Cueto, Felix, and I forgot there's three guys that have a quality. Maybe it was Wainwright was the other guy. But that was it. I mean, nobody else. He's Mr. Quality Start. He, so he's up to 46% owned, too. He's almost unstreamable in our I mean, contest. Here's the thing. We all laughed. We all laughed at Ruben Amaro Jr. when he signed him. We're like, uh-huh. he's going to turn him into something profitable. Yeah. I, I'll i be honest. I'm terrified. I picked him. It's on paper. Like, I have him tomorrow in St. Louis. I'm terrified. But, but I'm going for it. I'm going for it. Because, to be honest, there's not a lot of other great picks for Wednesday. I mean, I, there's Wandy, There's Garza. There's Kyle Hendricks against Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, Jordan Lyles goes to Arizona. Yeah, actually, Dylan, I, I am changing my pick for, for Wednesday. Yeah, you, you're going to pick someone? Yes. Are you taking Jordan Lyles? Yes. Okay, Steve Adams from he MLB Trade Rumors yep. took a, had a good point that Jordan Lyles is not great, but he can shut down right-handers, and that D-backs lineup is pretty righty-heavy. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a little bit more of a scary pick, too, but there's there's something there. I don't know. Um, Jason, you don't think I'm crazy with Harangue. Do you think I don't. Jordan Lyles is crazy? I don't think either of them is crazy. I mean, if if, if we look at – when you look at the guy, the other guys that are in this group below 50% owned. Yeah, uh, it's a rough these day. These are the only two. Yeah, this is it. I mean, I really can't look at it and say, oh, maybe I'll go with the, maybe I'll go with Lorenzo to Milwaukee. As bad as that lineup is, I'm never going with a rookie. Right. I'll, I'll take I'll take no. my chances with Harangue yeah. and Lyles. Garza, Vogelsong, Jesse Hahn if you were okay. But, like, no, it's it's a tough day. It's I don't want game. I don't want Garza with the Reds because he's not going to do a good job of holding uh, Billy Hamilton on base. No, no, no. So, and he can't. If I'm Billy Hamilton, I'm bunning every time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, Garza move his ass. Jason, did you want to join our contest and put your name on a name for Wednesday? We have a spreadsheet and everything. Well, it's going to be with you. I'm take. I would take harangue in this. Alrighty, I'm going to uh, I'm writing uh, you down in our spreadsheet for that. Yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of a hold your breath start. But he's shown it can go well. There's downside, but he can do fine. Um, Thursday looked a little bit better, not a ton better. Um, Jason, as our guest, would you like to make the first pick for Thursday for a a pitcher that is under 50% owned in Yahoo Leagues? Yeah, I'm going to go with, because he's looked, uh, I'm going to go with James Paxton versus the Astros. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. As I said, the Astros swing and miss quite a bit. I'll let you know who I almost went with after you guys make your selections, just in case you don't name them. Okay. And so for Paxton, he's looked all right. And, uh, you know, Houston strikes out a lot. Was there any more to it for you there? No, that's pretty much it. Yeah. The Astros <laughs> have a lot of these guys I've talked about a bunch in this first month that like to hit lefties, but they're boomer bust guys. Gaddis, Springer, and Carter 
all like that lefties, but they also like to go over four, you know. And so I feel like lefties against Houston is a very boomer bust type pick. Um, but I like that. Matt, who do you have for Thursday? I, I think JPEX is the obvious pick uh, for the exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. It, I, I really wish I had more to offer, but it's kind of, I, th- I think today's actually a crappier day than the day before. I think so. I think yeah. there's downside, again, with the lefty, but there's also a lot of upside. It's volatile, but he I, could... I, I, I thought about taking um, Trevor May against the White Sox. Really? See, that's just because you hate the White Sox. Oh, no, no, I don't hate the White Sox. I, I, just, I, don't think they, I don't think they've faced Trevor May before. Oh, yeah, this is your thing. Matt has and a theory the, that... The, White Sox have, in in my in, in my career as a White Sox fan. Oh no, they have they faced him once last year. He pitched reasonably well. Okay. Uh, we struck out ten guys last year. Holy crap! Okay, no of course they never faced him. Yeah, that's my theory. Because my best friend is a Braves fan, and he swears the Braves suck against the pit. The very okay. first time they see any pitcher, he doesn't care what piece of garbage it is. Yeah, that is, he dominates them. Th- yeah. this this theory has been in development for. 14, 15 years. <laughs> yeah. Okay, it's it started when uh, Irvin Santana made his like major league debut at age like you know eighteen or however old he was. It was like unhittable. You know, it, it, I'm like, wow, this. And then this guy from Double A is Cy Young, or the White Sox are t- have the worst advanced scouting in the world. Well, I just I like that you look up Trevor May, and you're ex- it immediately holds up to the theory that last time, first time he faced him, he fanned ten, which is uh, remarkable. The, other, the only other guy I was going to mention was uh, Daniel Norris against the Indians. Yeah. Because I, Cleveland's terrible against left-handed pitching. Yep. Yep. And people like Daniel Norris, and that's right. Uh, that's you got to look out, though, for Micah Vila's and Jerry Sands if you go with Daniel do. Norris. That's it. Those are the two that can hit. But I'm, yeah. I mean, and Carlos Santana. Cleveland's numbers, you look at Cleveland's numbers as a team, they're hitting 210 against lefties, and Avila's has one of the three home runs they've hit off lefties this year. Yep. Um, well, I'm going to be boring and join you guys on James Paxton. Um, the other one I considered, he got bumped back. Mike Leak gets Atlanta, and that's okay. You know, it's boring. It's could be fine, but but yeah, um, consider Mike Leak at Atlanta. But I'm with you guys on Paxton. It's boring for us to all agree, but it just gives me a little confidence in the pick. And then for Friday, we got plenty more yeah. options on Friday. Matt, who do you got for a, a TFS or a, a stream option on Friday? Okay, there were there were some names here, and it, it you know the, the first one I looked at was C.J. Wilson, who surprisingly is under fifty percent. Yeah, but you got on the road against the Giants, National League, no DH. Yeah, that's uh, true. Other name, uh, a few other names I, I looked at, you know, our, our old standby, good old Tom Kohler, being the Tom Kohler's the pitchers against Philadelphia at, at home. home. Yeah, yeah, uh, the most average also, guy ever. Yeah, pretty much. And also, our, our, you know, one of the, you know, the, uh, the heroes of the podcast, I should say, Jesse Chavez, this fantastic ESPN.com profile picture. Yes. Again, uh, pitching on the road against Texas. Yeah, those, those are the, the big three that I was looking at. I, I hate to say, I, I don't know, I, I, I my head says TJ Wilson, but my heart says Tom Kohler. I'm going to go with my heart. I'm saying Tom Kohler at home against the Phillies. The old standby should be good yep. for six innings. Two runs, three runs, two I, or three I, walks, I, oh, five strikeouts. I'm 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 gonna have to play DFS on Friday because I really want to take Jesse Chavez. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Jason, who do you got? Do you like those options at all? Uh, I do, but I like Miguel Gonzalez against Tampa Bay better. Yeah, uh, given that 
Adam Warren and uh, God, who was the guy that was fit? I forgot the guy that was Chase Whitley was pitching today and SBL Rogers in relief. All the breaking balls that this team swung over and threw it around. And for whatever reason, Miguel Gonzalez is a guy that tends to give the race fits. Maybe yeah. it's just recency bias. He looked good last time out. His strikeout rate, he's, he's striking out eight per nine right now, mm-hmm. which is too higher than his career rate. He's still walking some dudes, and he's going to give up a share of home runs. But this is that weird one. This game's actually going to be in Tropicana Field, but Baltimore is going to be the home team. Yeah. Because they moved that whole series. But for me, I'm going to go with Miguel Gonzalez because he tends to do well against his team. Uh, they're really struggling with the breaking ball right now, and he's going to spin a lot of them at him. That, uh, side anecdote, I worked in the Australian Baseball League, and because of a rainout, one of our, our team had to be a home team on the road. And then they actually hit a walk-off home run on the road, and I had to do the game recap story. And trying to explain this in the game recap story was just a nightmare. They about. were interviewing. They were interviewing the owner Stu Sternberg during the broadcast tonight, and he said, "You know, they're not allowed to do any of the you know, the walk-up music. No walk-up music for the Rays. Oh, uh, you know, none of the. They have to. It's basically the Orioles people will be running the controls." That'll be. And it, it's really strange. That's going to be about as weird as White Sox and Orioles playing in front of nobody on Wednesday. Yes, yes, and and, and really appreciate all of the hot takes today. Saying, "Oh, that's like every Tampa Bay Rays game." Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The tons same of hot joke. takes on that one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I like Jesse Chavez. I would think about Rowanis Elias against Houston, just because it's Houston. Um, he's, but he's a lefty, and he has a little more downside than James Paxton. Um, Jason, do you like Chris Heston at all? I do. I yeah. do like Chris Heston. That curveball is really nice. Yeah. Uh, and that's the thing. As long as he can locate his fastball, uh, that curveball is a big swing and miss pitch. I uh, watched his start two starts ago, mm-hmm. uh, and the way he gets over the top on that curveball, uh, it, it works. It, it helps reduce his splits. Yep. But I like him as long as he can stay ahead. That's really the thing. I mean, it's, it's the same thing for everyone, but for him it's critical. He's got to get ahead with his fastball early in the count so he can use that curveball so guys aren't uh, sitting on it. It's a, it's a weapon, but yeah. that's really the guy that uh, I, I'd, I'd like on the cheap. Heston is not so fluky, but uh, he gets the Angels. And even though they're without DH, I don't like that matchup. But uh, that is a name worth writing down and noting. Um, I don't want Kohler. It's a too, it's a little too low ceiling for me. I am gonna go ahead. <sighs> yeah, I I need Jesse Chavez in Texas after seeing what they just did and what he can do as a starter. I need Jesse Chavez. So Friday, awesome. I'm taking Jesse. But um, I like your guys' picks now, too. I, I'm not gonna. My concern with with our good boy Jesse is that he's only gonna pitch like four innings. He's gonna, you know, it's a possibility. Yeah, he, I don't think he's in seven this year. Yeah. That's a that's a possibility. He won't go that deep, but he's he's been good. You know, he keeps doing pretty I, well. He's I, a, I, I'm I'm such a Jesse Chavez fanboy fan for me. That's the saddest thing I've ever said. He's a very solid six starter, one of the best six starters in baseball. And he is a fan. I I, I can't get over his ESPN.com profile. Pic. I know. I'm sorry. You got to make it your Twitter photo. I don't know why you haven't yet. Um, oh, he, he, oh, he updated it. That sucks. Oh, did it change? You don't have the old one anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You got rid of the, the, the fantastic mustache. That's, that's sad. Um, alright, well, that'll do it for us. Uh, Jason, thank you very much for joining us here, uh, in this podcast. Thanks, I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah. continued luck with the, uh, with the launch. You guys are what, two weeks in now? Uh, since yeah. opening day. Five days a and week. Since, wait, so, so we've, we're almost, you know, a month. Plus, yeah, five days so a week. We, we, 
we did do this last year. Well, not DFS, but we did do a podcast last yeah, year. Yeah, we did twice a week right. last year. But well, snuck up on me. All of a sudden, I remember I was like, I pulled the feet up, and all of a sudden it listened. I was like, hey, I know that guy. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that was coming. I, I missed the – even though I'm, uh, I'm in the group, I'm not on the mailing list. Okay. So I just – it completely popped up on my feed, and all of a sudden I'm like, I wonder if it's the same Dylan Higgins that I met in Arizona. Hey, yep. it is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah. Doing a, doing a podcast. Went to Eno and said, hey, can we can – we join you on our, on your network here we were uh on different site last year and wanted to keep it yeah. up so we're glad to be here on rotographs and uh yeah doing a yeah, daily thing like i said a sibling podcast what you guys do so go ahead matt sorry no, just, I'm, thank you for not saying sister again yes sibling <laughs> podcast sibling podcast There's so much daily growth i was talking to somebody uh in the serious xm site uh, one of the uh, producers he's like man we get hammered all the time for more daily more daily yeah. more daily yeah and it's, and, and it's, it's swept me up too. You know, I know yeah, that it's I've been popular. And... A little bit this year, uh, usually once or twice a week. There's a, a RotoWire. They give they gave us a, a balance uh, through Fanduel, and, mm-hmm. and I've been playing on Fridays in the Fanduel contest. Uh, I have yet to finish in the top sixty, uh, yeah. so I'm trying. But it's fun, yeah. It's fun. I, yeah. I, I, I speculate. I do have a, a, a friend of mine, Craig, who listens to this show. Uh, every day, and he listens to the sleeper and the bust and everything, and he plays daily every day. I don't even think he plays in a weekly league anymore. But he's always saying, hey, do these matchups, do this matchup. But I'm like, man, I'm working. I know he yeah. works too, but he is uh, he's a huge daily fan. I know he listens to this show every day too. Yeah, it's time-consuming, but it's great because, oh, I'm busy tomorrow. Yeah. Or, oh, I have tomorrow off. I'm not going to do it. You know, I can walk away. Uh, yeah. I, I get why DFS is, is becoming such a thing. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, Jason, you're on the sleeper and the bust. You're on the Sunday episodes, but that also Correct. runs Tuesday, Thursday. And then, um. No, no, we, we've got to ask Jason something before we head out. Sure. I think Dylan knows what I'm going to ask. Uh, I, I believe so. I was going to ask yeah. first, Jason, um, where else do you write? I know you write a bunch of places. Where can <sighs> listeners find your work? So I have a weekly column called Collect Calls, uh, which dates back to what my students used to call me when I was a teacher. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it wrote a wire that runs uh, on Saturdays. And then uh, monthly, I, I contribute at BaseballHQ.com. And uh, I have not done, I wasn't able to do April because of my travel schedule with work, but I do have some time in May because I, I can't fly for a few weeks. I'm having surgery on Monday on my knee. So I'm oh, grounded. Yeah. Yeah, it's a torn meniscus. It sucks getting old, guys. Don't get old. Uh, so I gotta have <laughs> that done. <laughs> and, uh, so those are really the, the main places I write. And then just very, and then the processreport.net, the race centric blog on, uh, ESPN Sweet Spot blog network. I write there with, uh, the, the two much smarter dudes and RJ Anderson and Tommy Ransel. Okay. Cool. Okay. That's a lot of stuff. Uh, a lot of places to go find your work. Yeah. Now on the Sunday podcast that you do, you, you guys don't, Throw us a plug every so often, do you? I we mentioned it. See, we didn't record this weekend. Last, the weekend prior, we said okay. that you're in the stream because we were people were like, uh, why? Why is it multiple stream? We was like, we're doing that for the first month. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was Matt. Matt wanted to know though because we we plug you guys, and Matt was yeah, because yeah, because we've been we, we've been plugging you guys pretty pretty consistently. So, you know, be sure to check out the safer in the bus. Yeah, and I'm just wondering, you know, I think our podcast needs the help more than theirs does. Yes. 
<laughs> trying to get some love back. But yeah, it should, it should be in there. If not, I will definitely remember because I don't <laughs> host it. I co-host it, but I'm almost certain we talked about why it was in okay. the why it was in the stream yep. and that it was going to be for the first month. We have we yeah, have I, been I mean, some. That's why I was because all of a sudden I was like, when did this show up? I didn't know this was happening. Yeah, we've so had I knew some. I uh... been the only person that was thrown for a loop, but I was like, oh, that's cool because one. Of the, I tell you, when I was driving to sleep or in the bus. Before I resume my full time career, when I was the host on Tuesdays and Thursdays and Saturdays, why aren't you guys doing it every day? That's all that. That was the biggest thing. I want it every day. I would love to hear yeah. it every day. I'm like, dude, we can't. Yeah. You know, Eno doesn't have every day. I I have every day because no. at the time I was a freelance writer. But you know, Eno's in the clubhouses and mm-hmm. stuff. And then uh, then uh, then I knew we were going to be bringing Paul on at some point. So that's why people are like, oh, go back to doing the Towers of Power weekly. I'm like, nah, no, maybe we're working on that because I knew Paul was coming over to the Fangraphs, uh, and it's worked out great because I think he's doing a great job of hosting it. And uh, even oh, yeah. though I only uh, am able to sporadically listen during the week, I tend to download everything to my phone and then I listen to everything on the uh, on airplanes. So you know, you guys, the daily ones, I listen on the days that I'm going to play. Mm-hmm. If I, like I know on I know I'm going to play on Friday, so I listen on Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, so I'm, I'm caught up on that, and yeah. then the other ones I'd list, I'm usually four days behind on everything. Yeah, it's okay. uh, well, well, it, well, I was just just knowing that, that Jason Collette listens to the podcast on the days that he plays DFS means <laughs> a lot to me. Yeah, I need I need my help. As I said, I have yet to get out <laughs> in the top sixty. I am in need of help. Yeah, well, we're uh, yeah, we're a month in, and so far so good on this crazy adventure of doing a daily podcast. And like you yeah. mentioned, we might be uh, splitting feeds soon. We've jumped on the Rotographs Audio One with Sleeper on the Bus for now, and then might split split off into our own. So they've uh, helped with our launch for sure. And if you're yeah. listening, uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Want to hear you on Twitter? I'm on Twitter, Dylan Higgins at uh, at Higgins FOS. Matt is still at Matt DFP nine one one. He sighs. I've, I've still got to change. We've got to change it, it, it to something. Every, 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 every podcast we do, it gets slightly more embarrassing. Yes, to... needs to roll off the tongue, man. We're working on it. We're working on it. And then, um, Jason, I'm ashamed to say I don't have your Twitter name memorized off the top of my head. Where can uh, where can listeners find you? Take my first name, take my last name, and smash them together. There you go. At Jason Collette on Twitter. That's but an make easy sure one. You put the e at the last day. I tell this story a lot. People may like, oh god, he's saying it again. There is a Canadian independent musician who is Jason Collette who doesn't have the E. And he probably gets as many fantasy baseball questions as I do. Hey, great concert last night. Oh, no, I, I love your new song. Like, yeah, really. Thanks. Great, Jeez. Thanks. Uh, so make sure you put the E at the end. Great. Uh, yeah, go find uh, Jason Collette on Twitter and uh, all over fantasy baseball sites everywhere and on Sleeper in the Bust. Um, I think go that'll find do the it for other us. guy, too. Harass him. Ask yeah. him fantasy at him. He'll, he needs the ads, too. For sure. Yeah, okay. That should do it for us. A long episode today. But uh, thanks, Jason, for joining us. You are welcome to join us absolutely anytime you'd like. Sure does. Anytime you can fit in, we, uh, we love having you on. And we'll make thanks, sure to guys. get... I enjoyed it. Yeah, we'll get Eno and Paul in here, too. Um, for Jason, for Matt, I'm Dylan. We're out of here. Uh, good luck on Wednesday, and we'll talk to you guys on Thursday. Enjoy your baseball. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.